Welcome to At Home with Debbie Rule, where you can freely ask questions, share stories, and learn more about how to have a happy home, family, and healthy relationships. Good evening and welcome to At Home with Debbie Rule. Tonight we have a wonderful show planned for you. Spring is here. And so we're going to talk about springing into the new season with success. And tonight, talking about daylight savings time. If you would like to have input on tonight's program and you haven't already written in, you can text us at 325-428-6145. Or if you're listening tonight and you would like to interact with our Facebook page, we'll be checking that periodically as well at Home with Debbie Rule Facebook. We're happy to hear and share with our listeners your thoughts, stories, and testimonies over the next hour that we spend together. Every week I share these statements of how important I believe the home is. I believe every home should be filled with family, friends, food, music, love, and celebration. But most of all, it should be a place to gather, to be cozy, to feel safe, and the peace of God. I feel honored to have those around me year-round. And I love to say, I'm at home with family and friends. Stay tuned for Thoughts from Home. At Home with Debbie Rule, your place to discover more about home, family, and relationships. We'll be back. I love MediShare because they protect and respect life. MediShare is community. MediShare is affordable. MediShare is biblical. MediShare is uplifting. MediShare is family. Faithful. MediShare is hope. It's love. Learn how thousands of Christians can help you save on your health care. Call 844-74-BIBLE. MediShare, affordable, biblical health care. That's 844-74-BIBLE. You can now hear the rebroadcast of some of your favorite live programs on KNEL Podcast. KNEL has a variety of podcasts to choose from, including news, sports, talk radio, faith, and inspiration. For a list of KNEL podcasts, visit KNEL Radio homepage and look for podcast. Click on the podcast of your choice and listen, download, and enjoy. KNEL Radio News, KNEL Sports, Hillbilly Hits, At Home with Debbie Rule, and The Network Live. KNEL making a difference with podcasts just for you. Home is where the heart is, or is it? Home, family, and relationships can be a challenge. We have some answers for you right here on 95.3 and KNELradio.com. Join Debbie Rule every Sunday from 6 to 7 p.m. for insights on how to live life more abundantly. At Home with Debbie Rule is your opportunity to call in and get simple answers and share stories. At Home with Debbie Rule, Sundays from 6 to 7 on KNEL 95.3 and KNELradio.com. Get the answers you need to find your heart at home. Welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule. This is Thoughts from Home. Most of us look forward to springtime, but not to losing the hour of sleep when clocks spring forward. March 14th kicks off daylight savings time and clocks will be turned ahead one hour. Losing that one hour of sleep can affect productivity, concentration, and both physical and mental health. Fortunately, our sleep experts have some simple tips that we can use to help adjust to the time change, and that can help us minimize the accidents and health problems that are linked to it, too. Even though the clock will say 8 a.m., your body will still think it is 7 a.m. This can leave you feeling groggy for several days, especially in the mornings. 
It's important to keep sleeping patterns the same during the change to daylight savings time. Like, you can ease your body into time change by starting your nighttime routine 15 minutes earlier in the days leading up to the start of daylight savings time. This week is a great time to start. This can be especially helpful for small children who often feel the effects of the time change more than adults. Then turn your clocks forward Saturday morning instead of Sunday morning. Live your day based on that schedule, allowing two days rather than a single day before the start of the week that can ease this biological transition to the new time. Wake up at the same time each morning to keep your sleep cycle more regular. This means even on the weekends. Although sleeping in can help you feel more rested in the short term, it causes difficulties in falling asleep and waking up during the week. In fact, getting out of bed at the same time every morning is the single best way to improve sleep and wake functioning. A consistent sleep schedule based on a single predetermined rise time will help you feel more rested throughout the entire year. Getting up at the same time is far more important than going to bed at the same time, though consistency on bedtime is certainly also important. On the first Sunday of Daylight Savings Time, get up at your regular time whether you had a good night's sleep or not, and avoid taking a nap if that's not part of your typical routine. One great perk about spring and daylight savings time is that there is more sunlight in the evenings. Enjoy the natural lighting outside or indoors with your curtains open. Sunlight helps naturally reset your body clock. Letting natural light come into your bedroom in the morning also aids in greater alertness upon awakening. Well, and being physical, that's important too. Physical activity is good for your health and it can help you sleep better too. Go for a walk or a run outdoors during daylight savings where you're exposed to natural sunlight. By trying to avoid working out too close to your bedtime, it's best if you can allow at least two hours to cool down from exercise before going to bed. And be mindful of what you eat and drink. Eat dinner earlier in the evening to help your body prepare for bedtime. Try to avoid spicy or fatty foods, especially at bedtime if it's approaching soon. Eat something a little lighter. That can lead to indigestion and insomnia if you eat spicy or fatty foods, so something lighter could help you rest more peacefully. Avoid caffeine and alcohol later in the day so you fall asleep more easily. Reducing your screen time. Yes, that's what I said. Reduce your screen time. Television, tablets, and phones may help you unwind for the evening, but they can stimulate your brain and actually make it harder to fall asleep. Try avoid handheld screens and computer displays at least two hours before bed and avoid television at least an hour before bedtime. To spring into the time change early this week and next week when you spring your clocks forward, you will hardly notice it. This has been Thoughts from Home. Stay tuned for more of At Home with Debbie Rule. We'll be back. The Network Live. News, insights, and stories right here on KNEL 95.3 and KNELradio.com. Every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock a.m. Don't miss this opportunity to hear world news, insights, and stories from guests around the world. The Network Live is your pathway to connecting people and ministries around the world. Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock a.m. on KNEL 95.3 and KNELradio.com. 
The Haven Family Shelter is a domestic violence and sexual assault shelter that serves men, women, and children who are victims of domestic violence and sexual assault in Mason, Menard, McCullough, Kimball, Concho, and surrounding counties. The Haven is dedicated to ending domestic violence and sexual assault. The Haven provides services such as 24-hour crisis intervention and hotline, 24-hour accompaniment for medical, law enforcement, or criminal justice. They provide legal advocacy, individual counseling, and The Haven is active in public education, prevention, and community awareness. Support your local domestic violence and sexual assault programs. Speak up about the abuse. Educate yourself and others. Help a friend in need and set an example. For more information on how you can help, call The Haven at 325-597-7644. Together, we can end domestic violence and sexual assault. Home, family, and relationships can be a challenge, and we have some answers for you right here on 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com. Join me, Debbie Rule, every Sunday from 6 to 7 p.m. for At Home with Debbie Rule. At Home with Debbie Rule is your opportunity to call and get simple answers and share stories. This week on the program, we'll be talking about how to spring into the new season with success. So I look forward to seeing you this Sunday at 6 o'clock right here on 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com. To at home with Debbie Rule, where we are talking about springing into the new season. And tonight we're going to be talking specifically about daylight savings time, which is coming up this Saturday night. Before you go to bed, you're going to turn your clocks forward. That's spring forward this Saturday evening before you go to bed, so that Sunday morning you are operating without that extra hour, you're actually losing an hour. So that can be uh, a little bit of a challenge for families, especially with those that have kids, because kids don't understand a time change. They're still on their biological clock. They're thinking of when it's time to eat and when it's time to sleep, and it may not be according to daylight savings time. So tonight we're going to give you a few tips on how to adjust this week before it's uh, happening on that night. You can take a few days prior and start Uh, getting your body ready for losing that hour. So actually, when you go through the time change on uh, Sunday, you will be ready and fresh, and maybe you won't even notice it at all. And joining me tonight on the program is my wonderful husband, Rudy Rule. Good evening, Rudy. Yes. Hi, Debbie. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Well, how do you like the time change, Rudy? Do you like daylight savings? Would you prefer to just always stay the same? Or what are your thoughts on it? I'm not a big fan. I would prefer to always stay the same, but I do look forward to the spring where we get a, an extra hour in the evening. So the sun stays up longer. So it, it, we're kind of uh, have to do what we're told, but if I had a vote on it, I'd say keep the time the way it's supposed to be all the time. 
Uh, I think it's lost its effectiveness. A lot of people I talk to say they feel the same way. So maybe someday it'll be over and done with. Well, you know, I sure don't like when it's uh, actually happening. The weekend that we have to change time is usually sneaks up on me. And then I realize, oh, my goodness, you know, tonight's the night that we have to spring forward in our clocks and we're going to lose that hour. And I'm you know, starting to already panic in my mind. I've got to get up a, an hour earlier and get things ready for church. And I'm already struggling on Sunday mornings with, you know, being able to get up early enough and get everything done. And now here I am going to be even probably more tired than I am on a Sunday morning. And, and I'm already getting anxious about it before it even begins to happen. But I have to say that I really do like daylight savings. I like having an extra hour in the evening to do things. Although, uh, you know, when we had kids, it was a little more difficult because by the time eight o'clock or eight thirty rolls around and that's their bedtime, you're ready for them to go to bed. You are not interested in letting them stay up that extra hour that you have of sunshine. And so we used to get creative and find ways that we could get them to go to bed at their regularly scheduled time, even though the sun may still be up. And our son, he would, uh, that's how he determined whether it was day or night was by the sunshine. Bedtime. And uh, if the sun was still up, (laughs) you were not going to bed. (laughs) So we had to, uh, we put sheets on on the windows so that it would darken it. You know, that was before all these darkening curtains and all these things that you could purchase now. I mean, you've got some wonderful tools out there that can help you with um, darkening the room a little bit so your kids can get a good night's sleep. But it can be challenging for parents, you know, because they have to go through the change. And kids, they're basically just sticking with what they're used to, and they don't really look at a clock or pay attention to a clock. So that's a little bit of a challenge when it comes to daylight savings. Well, I think challenge is the right word. A lot of folks don't have enough time in the day, and to lose an hour, it does put them in a bit of a panic, just Mm -hmm. like you were talking about and so it's a it's an adjustment and you know you might think well I don't need one more adjustment in my life I'm constantly adjusting to different things I mean the last year everyone's been through is nothing but adjustment and Mm -hmm. so here's another and you know if there was a good purpose behind it it might change our attitude but it for a lot of folks it seems silly Mm-hmm. But once again, we are we have to do what we have to do. So if we want to be on the same time as everybody else, we have to make the change. Yeah. Well, and if you're, you know, you have an attitude the whole month of January, we talked about some great uh, ways to kind of enter into the new year. We talked about mindsets and attitudes and all kinds of things that we can do to just uh Make sure that we can get into 2021 and be successful this year because 2020 was definitely a unique uh, year. I want to say difficult, yes, because there was difficulties. I think everybody experienced different kinds of difficulties. And uh, so it was definitely a very unique year. And then you talk about coming into the new year. How are you going to be able to be successful in this year when the unknown was still out there? And so, you know, changing your mindset and changing attitudes and 
So this just kind of comes right on into it. If you have a good attitude about the time change and you're willing to start preparing for it ahead of time, uh, and, and this may not be for everyone. There may be people out there that say, you know, I spring my clock forward and I am just absolutely thrilled to death with it. And that's about the time that I'm used to getting up anyway. So I'm ready for the world to get on my time schedule. And if that's you, praise the Lord. We are happy for people like you. But there are people like me that struggle with it. And so this is for you tonight. If you struggle with the uh, springing forward, turning your clock forward and losing that hour, then we've got some tips for you tonight, especially to help with your kids, because it can be. Uh, a difficult thing, but you can overcome that with a good attitude and preparing early uh, for that time change and not waiting until Saturday night when you set your clocks forward and Sunday morning waking up and saying, oh man, I really should have tried to go to bed a little bit earlier last night. You know, you make a good point about the children might struggle with it and they'll reflect your attitude. If you're a grump about it, they're going to be a grump. But if you're excited, I mean, even if you're not, if you have portrayed to them that this is exciting, we get to get up in the dark, and that's fun. It can be exciting. Make it an exciting adventure, and maybe you'll even change your attitude towards it. Well, it certainly is important for a parent to lead with a good attitude because children do pick up on uh, whether or not you are going to be grumpy in the morning or whether or not you're going to be happy that it's morning and uh, that your morning routine is uh, going to be a success and without a lot of um, griping, complaining, and fussing because, you know, children are probably going to wake up a little grumpier. And so if the parent will kind of coax them a little bit and nurture them and maybe even give yourself 10 minutes earlier. I know that's asking for the world because you've already lost some time, but giving yourself a little time to spend maybe time together and uh, nurture a little bit so that they can get a grip on their uh, feelings of getting up early and being a little bit more positive uh, give them some time to wake up. I think that's really key with kids. You know, that's so true. And I was just thinking uh, a friend of mine uh, was telling me that he used to wake up grumpy, but now he lets her sleep. So that took care of his problem. So. You are so funny. And you know what? That is an old, old, old joke. <laughs> so tell the people in the world that I am not a grumpy person in the You're morning. You're not. I'm not. I am You're very, very joy. happy. I love getting up in the morning. First uh, thing you say is, where's my coffee? That's right. If heart. if you're awake, let's throw that one in. Uh, no, no. I've been blessed to have you bring me coffee every yes. morning. I bring me coffee every morning in bed. And so I'm a very blessed woman. And I say thank you. And I do appreciate it. I, know I appreciate do. it. And even this Sunday, you will continue to bring me coffee That's in right. bed, even though you're a little grumpy and tired yourself. That's true. Right? That's true. You know, back to kids, uh, I want to talk a little bit about that uh, because um, we have to kind of start this week with kids. Uh, they are, and, and the hard thing about it is that if you're on spring break, which usually the time change happens around spring break and usually it's part of the week. So it's very easy to say, oh man, you know, we're on spring break. We're going to stay up late and we're going to do all of these things and, and, you know, you travel and 
even if you don't travel, you've got a lot of activities that you're doing throughout the week if the weather's good. And you're just not willing to sacrifice that spring break to go to bed a little earlier and um, to function, uh, you know, before the time change happens. And that can really be detrimental. And I know that it's just not a good time of the year to do it because if you're having spring break and then you're wanting to alter your schedule um, to help you manage that hour that you're losing, that's not any fun. So what you might think about doing is just kind of operating in that time Uh, earlier, several days earlier. We say a a day earlier, Saturday, you know, uh, spring it forward and just kind of already be operating in that time. But if you are going to be doing a lot of activities, especially if you have smaller kids, maybe uh, do those activities and go ahead and go with the time change. Uh, That way, when it actually happens and they have to go back to school that Monday morning, it is not going to be that difficult because you've kind of already trained them. Use spring break to kind of train them. Uh, I know you're not going to actually have that extra hour in the evening of daylight, but that that could probably be beneficial because you'll be able to help them kind of get into a sleep pattern that hopefully will uh, be good when, you know, Sunday rolls around and Monday morning rolls around to go back to school. Because this is the problems that I see the most for parents is when it happens around spring break and then that Monday following, they're back to school and back to work. And this is very difficult to try to get back into the routine anyway without a time change. Now we throw losing an hour. That can really, really be hard. I think that's a very good strategy, and uh, I, I think it, it would certainly help the situation immensely. You know, in 2020, we had several shows about dealing with change, and the people that deal with change the most successfully embrace it and get excited about the opportunities it brings instead mm-hmm. of focusing on the negative. And you're teaching your children how to be adults, I tell moms all the time with boys, you're not raising boys, you're raising men. That's true. You're teaching your children how to be adults. And so if you're teaching them to whine and complain and just go wham, wham, wham about everything, don't be surprised when that's the kind of adults they are. Right. But if you show them, boy, this is exciting, we're going to get on, in front of this, we're going to embrace it, we're mm-hmm. going to make it work to our favor, and you've got to be the adult and do that. And it'll make your life better. It really will. Mm-hmm. So looking at the positive side of it being, you know, spring break, which is usually right before the time change for most people. Now, spring break, I know uh, all through the month of March, uh, people are taking different spring breaks. They've kind of spread it over a month now. Different schools are doing different times, especially universities, uh, to just help with the fact that we have so many people in one place at one time. You know, our spring break favorite places to go get overcrowded. And so last year, they even began to start doing this, even though people weren't even in school last year. I mean, it's it it was kind of crazy. But they're following through with that again this year uh, with spring break being uh, not everybody being on the same spring break. Staggered, yeah. Staggered. And so I think that's a really good idea. But whatever your spring break is, if it happens to be um, 
right before the time change, then what you can do is, you know, fill your days with a lot of activities, especially if you have small children and uh, you're able to, you know, this is spring break. We're going to play a little bit more uh, outside than we normally do if the weather's uh good and we can do that, Uh, even if it's not doing activities inside, maybe just increasing uh, activity so that the kids can get a little more tired, limit screen time, television time, those kinds of things that really stimulate the brain that keeps them from being able to fall asleep quickly. But, you know, wearing them out, just old-fashioned, go outside, throw the ball, play tennis, ride bikes, you know, do these things that are active. Uh, It'll be good for you. It'll be good for them. It's something you can carry on through the spring and summer. Uh, Making a routine where you exercise a little bit more is very good for you. It actually will help you to sleep better and your kids will sleep better. So take spring break and plan your activities around the time change and say, okay, we're going to be more active this week because... We want to be tired when we go to bed. We don't want to be just laying there thinking, I need to go to sleep. I need to go to sleep because you want to be able to be tired and rested and get up in the morning. And even though that extra hour is not there or you've lost that hour, you're operating well. You know, the life of a parent revolves around the children. Yes. And if you want them to go to bed early, you're going to have to get them up early. And you're going to have to fill their day with activity. Mm-hmm. And that's a challenge. It's a mm-hmm. true challenge. But, you know, God bless soccer coaches. We just experienced soccer with our grandkids this weekend. And God bless little league coaches. And get them a basketball. Get them a tennis racket. Get them out there doing something active. Mm-hmm. And they get tired, and when they are tired, they sleep so mm-hmm. much better. Mm-hmm. So it's all about activity. It's about embracing the change, getting up early and getting going mm-hmm. and staying going. Mm-hmm. And, you know, help your child by not just throwing them all in at, at one time. You might uh, start if their bedtime is normally 8 o'clock, then maybe tonight or, you know, Tomorrow, you start, let's go to bed at 745. Uh, then maybe the next night, 730. Then, you know, seven, so you're kind of working towards it. That's why uh, taking a few days or a week prior to the actual time change is so good, not only for your kids, but for you as well. If your uh, bedtime is a, a 10 or 11 or midnight, then you probably need to start adjusting right now to uh, going to bed just a little bit earlier and filling your evening with things that will help you to be able to get to sleep earlier, eating at a good time. And what you eat has a lot to do with the fact of how you sleep and uh, being able to fall asleep, the activity that you do before, um, limiting TV and your uh, devices that, uh, like we said before, will stimulate the brain rather than kind of a calming. So, you know, listening to calming music, uh, maybe reading a book or doing changing up your routine in the evening uh, is not a bad thing. And it will actually help you to be able to transition into that new time successfully. That is so true. And I was thinking as you were speaking, there's two general ways to approach this. And you've uh, shared both of them. You can either phase it in over time, which might be gentler and work better, or you can just flip the switch and just slam into it 
and deal with the consequences there. So yeah, choose your poison, but you're going to have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. uh, so you make up your mind how you're going to deal with it. And I'll tell you, children will follow your lead. That's the key. So you mm -hmm. set the tone and your attitude will be reflected in those little mirrors we call children. Yeah. And uh, I know all of you have probably heard of melatonin. You know, melatonin is a hormone that helps regulate our body's internal uh, clock. And basically um, what happens is in the evening when it becomes darker, uh, which helps, um, you know, induce sleep, get us ready for sleep, it shuts down, you know, when the light's out, uh, which can then increase uh, wakefulness and alertness. But daylight saving time, you know, it kind of throws that natural cycle out of whack a bit. Um, so it's difficult for kids, even teenagers, you know, to get to sleep because their uh, their body is not adjusted to the time. Because, like I said, they're going by the sun. And we have to kind of uh, bring our body along to what's happening with the sunlight. And so uh, it's going to be lighter, longer. And you're going to have to get creative on what you're going to do for yourself and for your family to help them to be able to calm and ease into a restful night's sleep, even though the sun may still be shining. I was listening to an interview with Baker Mayfield's mother, and she said, they asked her what she thought about this, and she said, well, you know, this little boy that didn't let me get any sleep for the first three years of his life, and so I remember that. She was talking about how this guy just would not sleep. Mm -hmm. And so that's an issue. You've got children. You're trying to change their routine. They don't tell time. They don't. Mm -hmm. They've mm -hmm. got a body clock. And my body says it's time to get up and run around and mm -hmm. destroy the house. Yeah. So, you know, anything that you can do to help with that body clock and wind them down. Mm -hmm. uh, I know warm milk. That's an old cliche, but you would be amazed if you haven't tried it. Give them some warm milk, not chocolate milk, warm milk, mm -hmm. and it will knock them out. You'll be amazed at how warm milk is effective with helping children get to sleep at night. Yes, and limiting their caffeine intake and certain foods and drinks that they do have before bedtime, which is going to uh, things that are with increased sugar intake, you know, that kind of thing. That's going to just kind of wire them up. And uh, they're going to get a sugar crash and, you know, might fall asleep. But it's not the kind of sleep that you want them to have. You want them to go into a restful, deep sleep. And as well as yourself. You know, a lot well, of times right. people think that they're resting well or that they're sleeping well. And their body is really not into sleep. And this can cause all kinds of uh things, you know, health problems and all kinds of things. That's a totally another show we'll do sometime. But, uh, you know, sleep is very important and it's important to your kids and it's important to you and for your health benefits to get a good amount of sleep every night. Eight hours, children need more than eight hours of sleep based on their uh, their age, but even teenagers, you know, they want to stay up all night long and kind of operate on about three or four hours of sleep a night. It eventually catches up with them, their ability to uh, function in school and to think. Um, their mental capabilities uh, suffer from that. You may have a child that's struggling in school, and none of the problems may be that they're just not getting enough sleep. That is a very good point. 
but we're, you know, we're putting that on everything else and trying to fix the problem in ways that where if we just put a little bit of routine into our life. I think we we talk a lot about routine in a lot of different programs pertaining to different subjects, but you know, it's not that's not going to change. Routine is really really important and kids follow routine. They like routine. They like to know what's going to happen. They like to know the plan. Their body begins to adapt to uh, when it's time to eat, when it's time to sleep, when it's time for that bath, when it's, you know, those things that are happening, they begin to get used to when you have routine. And it's a lot easier for you to be able to deal, especially with small children, when you put them on a healthy routine. And you'd be surprised at how well you operate in a routine as well. It will reduce a lot of stress and anxiety uh, in yourself as well when you operate in routine. That might be just what somebody needed to hear here to give it a try. If you've been anti-routine for your own life and now you've got kids, routine will make your life so much better. And Debbie, while you were talking, I was uh, this thought occurred to me, you know, across the nation, there's this phenomena going on where people are extolling the benefits of a weighted blanket. Mm. And I found that so surprising. They say it's like uh, getting a big hug and they've, they're selling these weighted blankets for exorbitant amounts of money. But I get, began to think about that when I was a kid. There was no such thing in my experience of central heat and air. And so you had one heater in the house, and depending on how far you were from that, it was cold. And we piled up every blanket we had, and we slept under a heavy, thick coating of blankets and Mm -hmm. slept like bears hibernating. Mm -hmm. And so nowadays with uh, central heat and air, people don't have any need for blankets. And what they're finding is... If they'll turn down their thermostat, if you have the luxury to do that, and there have been studies come out about how people thrive in colder uh, temperatures mm-hmm. when they sleep, if you can turn your thermostat down and use a weighted blanket, mm-hmm. that might be the key for those children. It feels like a hug. Mm-hmm. When we tuck our grandsons in, we give them you know, their little teddy bear or whatever to hold on to so they feel like there's somebody there with them and we Mm -hmm. tuck them in and they feel cozy and snug Mm -hmm. and it lets them sleep longer and Mm -hmm. better. Yes. And so those things are very real and your need might just be to crank the temperature down a degree or two Mm -hmm. and get a weighted blanket. And if your child is having a hard time sleeping, sometimes uh, doing just that just reducing the temperature in your home a little bit, uh, you'd be surprised. Children sometimes uh, can get a little warmer and and they will sleep better if the temperature is just a little cooler and then they're just covered. I know they kick covers off, but there's wonderful pajamas that have little footsies in them and things like that that you can do if your child won't stay covered up. But reduce that temperature just a little bit and see if that's something that might help you guys sleep a little bit better. The whole family, I think, sleep a little bit better. Well, we're going to take a short break and we'll be back for the second half of At Home with Debbie Rule, where we're talking about how to spring into the new season with success. And part one of this series that we'll be doing 
doing in March is Daylight Savings Time, which is coming up this Saturday night. You're going to spring your clocks forward one hour, and you're going to lose that hour on Sunday morning when you wake up. So stay tuned. We've got a lot more coming up right here on At Home with Debbie Rule, your talk show about home, family, and relationships. Spring is almost here and it's time to spring into a new look. Highlights, color, and the newest spring hairstyles, tanning, nails, and pedicures. Mandy's Hair Store has everything you need for your spring beauty needs. Don't wait any longer. Stop by today. Mandy's Hair Store, your full-service, family-oriented salon. So for your new spring look, go by Mandy's Hair Store located at 404 East Commerce or call 456-CUTS. Walk-ins are always welcome and Mandy's Hair Store is a fully-staffed salon ready to serve you. Congratulations to Virgil Webb for being our Above and Beyond Award February recipient. Virgil is the preacher at the Sunset Ridge Church of Christ and he has been involved in the Heart of Texas Bible Camp since he moved here in 2006. He is also a lieutenant on the Brady Volunteer Fire Department and responds to fires and major accidents throughout the county. He is certainly a great example in all of his endeavors. Thank you again, Mr. Webb, for all that you do for making a difference in our communities. When you think of sinfully nice foods, what comes to mind? Cakes, pies, breads, and sweetbreads? Sinfully Nice Foods is not only sinfully delicious, but has made-to-order sugar-free and gluten-free products available as well. Sinfully Nice Foods is a new home business with baked goods that can be a special order for almost any party, event, or just because you want to be a little sinful yourself. Sinfully Nice Foods is certified with the Food Handlers Program and is ready to meet your needs for your baked goods. So the next time that you need a cake, pie, homemade breads, and rolls, give Cynthia a call at 325-456-7740. That's 325-456-7740. Sinfully Nice Foods, it will always leave you wanting more. talking about how to spring forward into the new season. Part one of that series that we're going to be doing in March is Daylight Savings, how to be successful with losing an hour of sleep, which might not bother some of you, but some of us out here are uh, really bothered by losing an hour of sleep. I know I like to sleep and uh, I love to get up early in the morning. So that means it's going to be even earlier and I sure do love that extra hour of sunrise, you know, the sunshine. So with all of that comes a price. That's it's right. called daylight savings. That's right. So we're going to get to enjoy our sunrises. That's right. And we're going to enjoy our sunrises, have our hot cup of coffee and embrace the day. That's right. And some, uh, some of you that are just now tuning in, some of the things that we talked about that uh, could help you, especially with kids uh, and yourself as well, is get into a routine, start applying some of these things that we're talking about early in the week. 
even if it is your spring break, I know that you're thinking, man, this is just going to steal all the joy of having spring break and being able to stay up late and sleep in, but you're really not doing yourself any favors by doing that, maybe a day or two of it, but then you really need to try to get yourself into uh, the routine of losing that hour because if you're going back to school that Monday uh, with kids, it's going to be a lot more difficult, and especially with smaller children, you know, just throwing them into that is like throwing them into the deep water and they can't swim. So you're doing them a disservice, uh, helping them to kind of just put their foot in the water and get it a little wet and then kind of getting into into it gradually will help them to be more successful, that's for sure. So uh, sticking with a routine is something we talked about, limiting your activity at night as far as uh, television and um, devices that have the blue light, uh, which does keep your body, your brain stimulated rather than um, kind of giving you that calming down feeling that you need to have right before you fall into uh, sleep and you go into a deep sleep. You need that for your body. Your brain needs to slow down. And so your children, that's the same with them. So the kinds of things that you do before you go to bed have a lot to do with it. The things that you eat have a lot to do with it. You want to be sure that you don't eat a lot of fatty, spicy foods late at night because that's going to affect your body with indigestion and different things like that but lighter things if you're eating a little bit later and uh, things that you can digest quickly so that your body will go into a sleep mode rather than to a work mode. That's what you want your body to do. Well, and you make such a good point about involving the kids. And like we said, our lives revolve around the kids if we're parents. And so uh, years ago, there was a movie. These people got together, kind of a reunion. And they were all staying at the same place. And this guy comes down to the kitchen, and you can tell everybody's already had breakfast. I mean, there were half-eaten Danish dirty plates. They'd fried up eggs and bacon and all of that. And he says, what did I miss? And somebody else said, you know, if you want to know what's going on around here, you're going to have to get up earlier. Mm -hmm. So if you make it exciting to get up earlier, you know, the kids that got up early got, got waffles but, mm -hmm. you know, you got up late, so you get cereal. Mm -hmm. well, find an incentive is all mm -hmm. I'm saying. Make it fun. Make it, boy, you didn't get up, so you missed it. Mm -hmm. uh, some way, you be creative. You know, part of being a parent is being creative. Mm -hmm. How do I make these children stop acting that way and act in, in a better way? <laughs> yeah. That's the and challenge. you're always having to be creative with that. Um, I just want to encourage you... If you do have small children, especially uh, that you, instead of hitting the snooze button, go ahead and get up at that time and take that extra 10 minutes uh, to just coddle, you know, cuddle and, and, and just kind of nurture that child as you wake them up. Maybe it's just go in there and sit down by their bed and rub their back a little bit longer and, you know, talk about the wonderful day that they're going to have, which we should do as parents anyway, is, you know, that's a, a good way to wake up your children instead of just, you know, flying open the door and saying, get out of bed, we're late. You know, that, you know, that just causes stress for everybody. You know, when those famous words come out of, 
any mom's or dad's voice, we're late. Get up. You know, they're going to be thrown into a chaos. And so, you know, taking a little bit of time to just sit down and uh, rub their back and to say good morning. You know, I, you know, it's always uh, love that part with my children. And even when my grandsons stay with us, having that part in the morning, we just, you know, I'd say good morning. Good morning, Prince Henry. Uh, good morning, Prince Hudson. Good morning, Prince Taylor. You know, we're going to have fun today. This is the day we've got planned. And you know, and just start talking to them and let them wake up instead of uh, saying, get up right now, get out of bed, you know, and they're half asleep. They're staggering through the bedroom and it's dark and, you know, you're just not going to find any success in that way. So instead of hitting the snooze button, take those extra few minutes to just spend with your uh, child. And if, you know, if, if the one in your life that has a little bit harder time getting up is not really your child, but maybe your spouse, uh, bring them coffee, take that extra 10 minutes to kind of put them in a good mood and and get them prepared for the day uh, with some positive thoughts. And um, so, you know, it can just really determine whether or not you're going to have a good day overall, because the morning is so important. If if you fail in the morning and you have a bunch of chaos and stress in the morning, that has a tendency to just flow into your whole day and your kids whole day too and it can just make a bad day for everyone boy that is so true if you start the day off badly or poorly it's hard to get it back on track and improve over the way you've started it while you were talking i know that our grandsons love to wake up to chocolate chip pancakes (laughs) they get excited about breakfast kids wake up hungry Uh, spouses wake up hungry you know, we've got something good in the morning. You look forward to the morning when you go to bed. Boy, we're going to get up and have hot biscuits and butter and gel, whatever. But make that morning exciting and something to look forward to. And all the teachers set out there, yay, they feed their kids chocolate chip pancakes and waffles uh limit the sugar in the morning if they're going to school but um but yes that is so true you know giving them something to look forward to and letting them kind of have some input in that will certainly make the morning much better so uh another thing that you can use is uh if it's going to be a problem with the daylight is they have these great things now called blackout blinds and blackout curtains and you can put them on a rod where you can throw them open during the day and let the sun shine in and at night you just pull them closed and in the morning um, you know they'll be able to wake and open them but at night they won't get so much of the sunlight coming in it'll be dark in their room and so if you have a child that likes to base bedtime on the sunlight then this might be something that might help you or yourself, if you have a hard time falling asleep at night, that might help you as well. Um, but uh, the kids are going to respond to your lead, and that's the key, is don't have a lot of chaos and stress in the morning. Try to get onto a routine and stick with it. Get enough sleep now. Start this week getting enough sleep. If you've been one of these people that has been struggling with sleep, to begin with, then this is a good time to start a new routine for the year and uh, ensure that your spring and your summer uh, and even the fall and and winter that's coming up for 21 will be more successful if you start now. Start now with some good habits, good eating habits, exercise. 
take advantage of that uh, time that you have in the evenings. And this week, start training yourself. Spring break, good time to spring forward during spring break. That's right. And get used to it before you have to put it into action. That's right. You know, uh, a lot of times in spring break, kids plan on sleeping late. Well, if you change the clock and they sleep late, you can say, man, you slept even later. Mm -hmm. And then whenever, I mean, they're adjusting to the clock and they're adjusting to their shows that they watch on TV and to the things that they do. And everybody is involved in it. So you've got the help of all of their friends and all of your other parents. And so it, it makes it work better. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes it's like medicine. It doesn't taste good, but you got to take it. Yeah. So. And even on the weekend, you know, this coming weekend, especially this weekend, uh, go ahead and start with that routine, getting up earlier. I know that that's a bummer, especially again during spring break, but getting up earlier, keeping that uh, regular uh, cycle, the routine, being consistent with that and um and, and following through with it because, again, your body is going to respond to that much easier than it is than just a jolt of, uh, I've lost an hour of sleep. It takes a long time to get used to that after a while. And so be mindful of what you eat and drink. We talked about that, um, especially with your kids. You mentioned the warm milk earlier in the first half, and I really like that. Uh, if you have smaller children, be careful how you know much you give them because, of course, if if uh, you give too many liquids before bedtime and uh, they're not used to that, then that could cause a problem with them uh, maybe wetting the bed or having to go to the bathroom during the night. So be sure that you take that in consideration. You know your child better than anyone. So be sure that you uh, remember that if you're going to be increasing any liquids that are going to be closer to bedtime. But You know, I think that if you've got beautiful weather coming up this week, what a wonderful time to just start putting some routine together and exercise in the evening and just doing it, you know, an hour earlier this week so that you can adjust and um, and get outside and enjoy the beautiful weather. Uh, Kids, kids love to be active. Take those devices away during spring break. If your spring break consists of sitting in front of the computer or uh, their cell phone or their tablets or whatever it is that they're doing, boy, take those away and start doing some activities that will increase their exercise and your exercise. And you will see how much better you will sleep uh, when you just increase it a little bit, even if it's just 15 to 30 minutes a day. Well, fresh air has such a huge difference. Yes. And what we find is... Fun starts when those devices run out of battery power. Mm-hmm. And, oh, we forgot to charge it. Well, now we can go do something, you mm-hmm. know. And I know a lot of times it's like, go look at your phone. <laughs> Give me a break. But a lot of times it's, hey, let's go do something and put that phone down. So, mm-hmm. again, being creative, uh, putting some thought into it, looking at what other people do, giving other people ideas, taking other people's ideas. And just being involved and being a part of the solution and finding a way to make it through because it's something we have to uh, accept. And the more we struggle with it, the more of a challenge it will be. But if we embrace it and get excited about it and decide, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to win at this. And that, that's our attitude going forward. And that attitude is infectious. And you certainly want those kids to be... Uh, 
positive and upbeat and proactive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's been proven in a lot of studies that um, sleep deprivation uh, can cause a lot of issues, especially in kids. Um, if you're having a child that's dealing with um, attention span, uh, their appetite, their overall mood, uh, you know, they're just, they're just, you just can't get a hold of uh, their activities. They're just, you know, they're just not uh, working well with you. Uh, the first thing I always tell parents when they come to me and they've got a problem like that is I say, okay, well, let's look at what they're eating. Let's look at their diet. And then let's look at how much sleep are they getting? And what does your routine look like? And uh, I start there because a lot of people will say, oh, well, my kid just needs to be medicated. My kid just needs a pill because they're ADHD or they're ADD. Um, that might not be the case. Um, your child may just be a normal child that's responding to uh, the life that you have given them, which is maybe no routine or very little structure. Uh, maybe their diet could be improved a little bit and uh, exercise could be put in there. But, you know, maybe there's some things that you're doing and you're not doing it intentionally. You know, as all the things that we talk about on this program, they're all learned behaviors. You know, we have to learn how to be parents. We have to learn how to be in relationships. We have to learn how to be successful in life. And that's something that just doesn't come naturally to most people. And so if if you're thinking, man, you know, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to feed my child a candy bar right before they went to bed, you know, or I didn't know that, you know, um, that if they didn't get enough sleep at night that they would, you know, be having behavioral problems and problems in school with uh, their grades. But these can be direct links to not getting enough sleep, not eating properly, and not having uh, enough exercise during the day. And putting those devices away and saying, we're going to go out and we're going to have some good old-fashioned fun, uh, and we're going to play baseball, we're going to throw the ball, we're going to play tennis, we're, I mean, we're going to ride bikes in the house if the weather's bad, do an obstacle course in your house, put some things together that you've got, baskets, tunnel. I mean, we used to make things out of just stuff that we had around the house and make obstacles. Yeah. <laughs> obstacle courses all around the house and the kids would have to go through it you know one thing that you could do is have them you know get a little open area there have them run around in the circle do jumping jacks you know we've done all kinds of these things with our kids to just get some exercise and activity going and um play marine corps boot camp you know push-ups and sit-ups yeah, and yeah all of those things work uh so if you're saying the weather's not going to be good i can't go outside i can't do these things you can get creative the point is, have routine, watch what they eat, watch what you eat, limit the devices and the time in front of the TV, and then do some exercise, do some activity that will begin to uh, burn some energy so that when you lay down and when your kids lay down, they're actually tired and they're not just trying to struggle to go to sleep, which they won't really go into a deep sleep if that's the case. And what we have found is when you make some of these changes and the kids ask why, you know, sometimes you're tired and you just say, because I said so. But something that is much more effective than that is when they ask why, you explain to them, mm -hmm. well, we're not having uh, soda at, at night because it has sugar in it. 
We're not having chocolate milk at night. It has sugar in it. We're having warm milk, so it'll warm up our bodies and help us get to sleep so we'll grow up big and strong. Uh, when they ask why, take the time to explain to them. Mm -hmm. Because just as an adult, when you want to know why and you're told just do it, it aggravates you. It aggravates children, too. Mm -hmm. When they ask why, take the time to explain to them. And it, it's, in, it's important to know how to talk to children. Uh, whenever you say, we're going to do this, and they start negotiating, you need to tell them, this is not a negotiation. This is what we're going to do. And so don't let them wheedle and change the parameters. You need to learn how to talk to them and explain to them what you're doing and why, mm -hmm. and that'll make them a lot happier and easier to work with. And I think just carrying that a little bit further is uh, if you're going with the lead, they will follow. And there's nothing wrong with giving your child the opportunity to have input. Um, you know, I like what you say that there is no negotiation here because, you know, some kids, they just, they're going to try to manipulate any way that they can. And, but, uh, but allowing them the freedom to speak into, you know, what are the activities? Okay, so we can't go outside. What do y'all want to do? Do y'all want to um, do jumping jacks? Do you want to run in place? Or do you want to build an, a, an obstacle course? And let's just do that for a few minutes and see who can win. Let's have a challenge challenge. You know, sure, they're going to they're going to have some input on that. And so if you give them input, if you're starting to teach them now uh, at age appropriate decisions and choices that they can make, then as they grow and as they have input into their own life, they will learn to make good decisions. So giving them that freedom right now, you know, what are the activities that you want to do? Ask them early in the day. You know, it's 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 uh, going to be a little cooler outside this evening. What can we do for our nighttime activity? And you really don't have to tell them that you're making any change. Just go with a lead. And they will follow that and let them have some input and creativity into that and make it a family event. And you will see how much more successful you can be by training your children and yourself to be healthier in this time right now where we are springing into a new season that does include losing an hour of sleep. And that is such a good point. The more they are involved in planning, uh, and they should be involved in planning. If you want happiness, let them be involved in the planning. They will buy into it, and they will be much more excited with the final plan when you can say, you know what, this is what you guys said you wanted to do, and we're excited to go do it. Yep. And it'll be fun. So start this week, even if it's spring break, find some ways that you can start getting ready for daylight savings so you're not caught off guard Monday morning when it's time to return to school and you are groggy and tired. And those kids are complaining. Save yourselves the stress and the anxiety by starting early this week dealing with daylight savings. And tune in next week as we continue our series on springing into the next season with success. Thank you so much for being with us tonight and inviting us into your home. We always love hearing from you and spending Sunday evening with you and sharing our thoughts about home, family, and relationships. From our home to yours, I'm Debbie Rule. I'm Rudy Rule. And we'll see you next week right here at 6 o'clock on 95.3 FM and KNEORadio.com. Have a blessed week, happy spring break, and daylight savings. See you next Sunday. Thank you for joining us today for At Home with Debbie Rule. You can be at home with Debbie Rule every Sunday on Canyon 95.3 FM and CanyonRadio.com. 
Follow At Home with Debbie Real on Facebook and podcast on iTunes. See you next week at home with Debbie Rule for more insights on home, family, and relationships. Oh, 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 oh,